I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, browning, brunning, bruning. Pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. What is going on, everybody? It is Friday. We have kicked off the fantasy playoffs with last night's game between the Rams and the Patriots. Hopefully you guys made it into uh, more playoffs than I did, so you guys at least have something to cheer for. We've got the usual crew back together today. Matt is here as well as Dennis. How are you guys doing on this wonderful Friday? I am doing fantastic, sporting my new Dynasty Nerds hoodie. Very nice. Feeling great. Yep. Uh, I do feel good. I, in, in one league, my highest buy-in league, I squeaked into the playoffs, uh, fifth seed, and uh, have a weak running back crew. And and so I went and, uh, you know, all season, I, I've got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Eric Ebron on that team. And I have been trying to thin that herd all season long. Uh, I don't have great running backs. DJ was like my top running back. And so I ended up, uh, I traded Claypool uh, a couple hours before the deadline for David Montgomery. I think long-term sucks for me. Claypool is going to be much better than I expected him to be. But Montgomery has a, uh, and if I'm being honest, I'm really, I'm playing for third place in this league. The top two seeds are both pretty strong. So they're going to need to be significantly impacted. So, but if I can, if I can, you know, make third place, there's a decent payout. Uh, so I, I like that Montgomery got uh, uh, has a nice schedule, but I had, had picking up Montgomery with David Johnson allowed me to pull Kareem Hunt versus Baltimore out of my lineup. Well, now I got to put Kareem Hunt back in my lineup. <laughs> yeah, poor David Johnson. Yeah. I'm glad uh, to have made it to Friday too. I probably the, – the difference between uh, – how I was feeling yesterday when you and I were on here and how I feel today is probably a thousand percent. So I'd imagine so. Yeah. Plus right. uh, medicine kicking in, you know, just in Stone. time for me to go back to work and in three inches of snow on Sunday. I promise if you fall asleep, I'll just casually pull you off and say you were having internet issues. Or so I'll say, ah, oh, he froze up. He froze up. Well, we'll get him back in just a minute. All right, so last night's game did not turn out to be quite as good as uh, me and Matt had hoped for when we discussed this game yesterday, but the Rams do beat the Patriots 24-2-3. Cam Newton, four points, Damian Harris, six, and Demir Bird, nine. It was a tough night for the Patriots. What do you guys think is the future of this team? Any shot now with them falling to, what are they, six and uh, Six nine? and seven. Six and seven? 
Yeah, I guess that would be stupid. We haven't, we haven't played 15 <laughs> games yet. It just feels like it because well, they, the Patriots aren't that good. That is very true. Yeah. Any shot the of them making the playoffs games, now at this point. Their last three games are against the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills. Well, I don't think even one of I don't think the last two are that winnable. So they'll go Maybe one the and two. One. Yeah. They'll go one and two. They'll give the Jets their first victory. I know man, Cam looks like he's struggling so bad with his 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 throwing. It it is uh it, I, I traded for him earlier in another league um mm. to upgrade my quarterback. Uh and uh it, it he doesn't if if he's not getting me two runs. Russian touchdowns, uh, it's not an upgrade. Man, his throwing looks bad. I think the Patriots have to be happy that they only did a one-year contract with Cam Newton. It seemed like a worthwhile experiment and you know, possibly a good bridge, but I would not expect he's going to be back. I think we've seen a lot of people talking about him. His days as a starting quarterback are, are probably over. Patriots – in general, I mean, it was hard to believe that the same team that was playing last night was the ones that clocked the Chargers 45 nothing the Sunday before. I thought it was Why? interesting. Why? They, Why? <laughs> Why you got to bring that up? I, they said that the Patriots stayed in L.A. all week. Maybe it didn't help them. Um, but they, they looked bad, and that probably, to me, kills their chance. We've talked about the AFC. I'd be surprised if 9-7 and seven gets you in in the AFC. I mean, yeah. their special teams and defense propelled them last week. So, you know, for what for what it's worth, it, it wasn't like Cam threw for 350 yards. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware that they propelled them last week. They're the reason I lost out on my last big money team making the playoffs because of their fucking 36 points they put up. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Defense special teams needs to be outlawed. I'm done. They're the stupidest thing in the world, but I don't want to go on that rant. I already did that in our – our group chat. I don't need to do it again. Uh, the Rams side here, Goff, 14 points. Akers had his big game, 21. Robert Woods, of course, the guy I said yesterday was the safest play out of all these guys, eight points. Cooper Cup, 14, and Tyler Higby, five. Akers exploded last night. Is that what we should expect for the stretch run here or your playoff? You know, I I feel like it's it's easy to want to anoint somebody when they have a great game and you've been just waiting for them to have that great game. But we've seen Henderson have a great game. We've seen Malcolm Brown have a great game. You know, we've seen Goff have great games throwing the ball. Uh, I feel like it's a situation where if Akers comes out next week and he carries the ball six times for seven yards uh, and Henderson goes in and carries the ball three times for 22 yards they're going to give they're going to feed Henderson a little more they're going to give him some some shot it'd be nice if they if they would you know from a fantasy perspective that's 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 all we want just let us know somebody's getting the ball 17 times that's what we want to know um i think acres is the most talented of the three backs they have there in LA but uh whether or not uh that your doppelganger uh, gives him that opportunity. I guess we'll have to wait brother, and see. Brother, it's my brother. We so we've seen Acres be the most productive the last couple of weeks. I think what changed last night was he was the first guy out and got eighty eight percent of the snaps. 
but I'm with Dennis. If he struggles, I don't know if he gets that kind of a share. So I'm encouraged, but I'm not sold. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're still, as we mentioned last night, you're still risking putting him out there. But obviously, if he can end up coming through for you uh, like he did last night, it's obviously very helpful, especially for a guy you probably got. I know at least in two of the redrafts I did, he didn't go till sixth, maybe seventh round. So if you held on to him or even if you picked him up off the waiver wires, I'm sure there's a lot of people who drop in redrafts leagues. He's uh, definitely has a chance to be a league winner for you down the stretch. All right, let's start previewing some of these games. So the 4-8 and eight Houston Texans are taking on the 5-7 and seven Chicago Bears. David Johnson is out. Is it David Johnson? I thought it was Duke Johnson's out. Is it David? David. On the COVID Yeah, David. They put him on the COVID list. I guess that's what I get. I just At saw Dean Johnson. At first, it was going to be for personal reasons. Apparently, being COVID positive is a personal reason. Uh, well, you know, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Oh, so he's out for COVID. Duke Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and Kiki Kuti are all questionable. Kuti was a solid play last week. Is he, uh, is he worth a flex for the playoffs? And then really outside of Deshaun Watson, how comfortable are you starting anybody else on this team? Man, it's tough because they've got a couple tight ends that we've seen put up numbers, but you just don't know which week it's going to be for the tight ends. That's that's a, a it, it's trouble, and then it's so easy to pick the wrong tight end. It, it feels like Aikens is the guy, but then all of a sudden, Feltz will come out and have three catches for twenty-two yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I like. I think Cooks is going to continue to be the one. Kuti is going to be the two. Um, where the fuck did Chad Jan, Chad Hansen come from? That's what I want to know. I thought it was supposed to yeah, be Isaiah Coulter. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was a Jet. Jet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I had, I had lost track of him. I, I actually had some shares of him last year, but you know, I, I didn't realize he was there. I mean, that, that's who they let Kenny Stills go for. Man, yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I feel like it's, you know, if they're healthy, Cooks and Kuti are the guys you're playing. Duke is a desperate. We, you know, we've seen Duke went with David out. We know what Duke is, so if you're playing Duke, you know what you're getting. Don't don't be going in there looking for that blow up game. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest; it's not a great matchup. They're on the road against uh, Chicago. Chicago's got a decent defense. I'm not playing Duke Johnson. Um, you know, if he ends up catching five passes and getting a touchdown, you know, good for you if you took a chance on him. That's not what I want to risk in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I like what I saw from. Kuti last week. I don't know if I think it's going to happen again. To me, it really depends on the options that you have. Um, same with Cooks. I would imagine they're going to rotate their best coverage to Cooks because, you know, Houston, like we talked about last week, they went from having maybe not one great alpha receiver, but three or four guys that you had to pay attention to, to one guy you have to pay attention to and a couple of prospects that might catch something. Um, I'm not sure that's exactly the, the dice roll I'm taking against Chicago. In I mean, the we should start playoffs. calling, we should start calling Kuti closing time because that's what he is. He, he's that person <laughs> at the bar at 2 AM, you know, they, they keep him around. And then when they run out of other people, they're like, okay, we're going to throw you in and Kuti Kiki closing time. Kuti catches you know, nine balls for a hundred yards. He's the beer goggles option. That's right. Sorry. 
Arizona State just returned a kickoff for a touchdown, 105 yards, 102 yards, literally in the back of the end zone. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not starting anybody unless their name's Deshaun Watson on this team. I'm sorry. I just, I can't trust anybody at this point. Not not in a must win, which I don't know much about must, you know, win or go home games because I'm barely in any of them this year. But if I was, Deshaun Watson's the guy I'm going to on this team. For Chicago's side here, Robinson is questionable, but played through it last week. Still had a really good game, obviously. Uh, any fears this week? And can David Montgomery keep his hot streak going? Well, Montgomery has a, a one of the best playoff schedules of any running back in the NFL, and which is why I was willing to overpay um, with Chase Claypool and his potential. Uh you know, I was I like Montgomery coming out of college. Uh, admittedly, that running back class uh, has not proven to be elite. Um, but Montgomery is a volume guy, and he can catch the ball well out of the backfield. And if Trubisky plays like he's supposed to, and Robinson does what he's supposed to, Cole Komet's come on and pretty much supplanted Jimmy Graham at tight end. Uh, you know, and then they've got Mooney and, and Anthony Miller. So given the, the, the competition in front of them, I, I'm expecting low-end RB1, high-end RB2 numbers from Montgomery throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I think the big question had always been Nagy actually giving him the ball, and it seems like the last couple of weeks he's been getting, you know, 12 to 15 carries and five to eight targets he can keep getting that against the Houston Texans defense that isn't scaring anyone, I'm with Dennis. He's a good play. And I think he's been running hard uh, both as a runner and after catches the ball. That's been encouraging. He and Allen Robinson seem to be catching fire at about the right time for fantasy owners going into the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think he keeps it going as well. He's obviously looked phenomenal. Everybody knows that uh, you know I could probably rack up five point two yards to carry against the Houston Texans defense. It's it's not very impressive. So I imagine he's going to have a good game here as well. And Robinson, you know, uh, I think he's going to be phenomenal. He's been phenomenal all year, especially since Mitch has been in there. But I guess the real question is not really about the rushing yards here, but Matt, you mentioned he's actually been getting some catches here the past couple of weeks with Mitch Trubisky because he seems more willing to check it down than Nick Foles was. So Thrive Fantasy Prop Bet for tonight on this game, or not tonight, I'm sorry, for Sunday, on this game, Monty, 24.5 receiving yards. Monty is David Montgomery, for those of you who didn't know. So. Taking it over. Right over for me. Yeah, I I feel like because there's he's not competing for touches and Trubisky it has the willingness to check it down. I think that's a three or four catch game for Montgomery. So I'm gonna hit the over on that. And since we're talking Thrive Fantasy, I can do this now. I'll do it at the end of the show as well. Here, uh, We are now partnered with Thrive Fantasy is the Roundtable show. You can use our code Roundtable. You get up to $25 back on any deposit that you make. Uh, it's uh, They've actually switched over now to not just fantasy football, but a lot of player prop bets, which a lot of people really like doing. I enjoy doing it. If you can do it in your state, you actually cannot do it in Texas, which actually sucks. But I know a lot of places that do it now. Uh, they obviously talk about it all over SiriusXM Fantasy Football Radio as well. I know um, 
Fade the Noise talks a lot of player prop bets. Uh, Jeff Radcliffe does as well. So it's a lot of fun, especially if you can hit on them. They're really not, or they're usually not a lot of money. You hit on a couple of them and make your weekend. So jump on to Thrive. It's very easy to use. I've, I've looked at their thing again. I, I use it if I could. It's, it's I think, phenomenal. Every time I go out of state, I, I definitely will use it. But uh, check them out again. You can use our code Roundtable to for them to match your deposit. Who are you guys picking in this game? I am taking Chicago, I think. I took Chicago. I I took Houston. Interesting. Oh, well, you are catching. I believe up to in John Watson. You've had a couple really good weeks. You're you're closing the gap. That is for sure. I, I see. I, I leaped over Lindsay when I looked. Squeak yeah, past him with three. No, you're tied. You're tied. Are we tied? Well, I must have the yeah. tiebreaker then because I was listed first. <laughs> You had a better week last week. Yeah. Gotcha. That's how they do them. Yeah. All right. So probably the game nobody's going to be paying attention to tomorrow. The three and nine. God, why do I keep saying tomorrow? Sunday. Sunday, Look, Sunday, Sunday. You just decided you're going to Saturday. No Michigan, no Ohio State. You're like, screw Saturday. On to the you Sunday. Can't, you, you're, you're all ready for Saturday NFL next week. You just can't wait. No, I'm ready for the offseason because all my teams took, took a dump on me again this year as well. So I've, I've got very little to play for at this point. Uh, the 3-9 and nine Dallas Cowboys at the 2-8-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals. Zeke is questionable, but it does look like he is going to play. Uh, good matchup for the Cowboys here. Are you playing any in the playoffs? Or Zeke really has the best matchup here. Yeah, I I think if, you, if, if you're not going to play him against the Bengals, who are you going to play him against? I mean, it's the Jets, then it's the Bengals. And and Cincinnati's defense has been, you know, they're playing hard um, and they're making some plays. But overall, they just don't quite have the talent to stack up. And, and so I, I feel like Zeke is going to be able to move the ball. Um, you know, McCarthy is who McCarthy is. And so if they get a lead – you know, he's not going to chuck it all over the field. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, the Thrive Fantasy prop for Dalton was 249 and a half. I don't know if they if Zeke's running the ball good, I'd be a little bit nervous about betting that one. Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, it's not a primetime game, so we don't have as many fears about Andy Dalton. And I would think he probably uh, wants to get a win going back to his old stadium a place where he played a long time where they you know basically benched him for ryan was it lindley or finley or whoever they have who who they won't even allow to play now that joe burrow's out so i'm sure he's looking for a good game you know we've been talking about murray cooper's been startable even in games they've struggled um you know one of lamb or gallup may have a good game i don't know if you want to take a gamble in the playoffs if i was betting i would probably bet on Lamb, because Gallup was last week. And then Elliott hopefully has a good game. The only fear I have with Elliott is if he's a little banged up and they start running Pollard more or, you know, if he doesn't, if he's not explosive or if they get up, do they just like, oh, well, now we can put Tony Pollard in. All right, before we get to the five bets on this one, uh, Brady or Taysom, I get, let's do the quarterback one first. So Brady or Taysom Hill, I'm going Hill. I'm taking Taysom Hill. Who's Tampa playing? Vikings. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Tom. Actually, I might take Tom too. I forgot they're playing the Vikings. Who's the Saints playing again? 
Rushing upside and playing the Eagles. I think I'm going to take Taysom Hill as well. All right. So you know, pick three. The Eagles, the, the Eagles D line has been playing really, really well. And uh, there's a lot of pressure, I think, from the public to get the ball to Alvin Kamara. And so I, I feel like Hill and, and Peyton are consciously trying to cut back a little bit on Taysom Hill running the ball. So I, I'd be, I, I'm a little nervous about that, that game. And granted, I, I'm a noted Taysom Hill anti-truther, but. Very true. All right. So pick three, Amari Cooper, Hollywood, Brown, Zeke, T.Y. Hilton, Gaskin, Devin Singletary, or Tim Patrick. Go ahead. God, a lot there. Um, Gaskin, I know for sure I'm putting in. Miami, I know has a good matchup this week, and going against the Chiefs there. Yeah, putting him in because they don't have anybody else. I don't think they. I don't think they trust Tua. He's the only running back they have, so he'll get checked down (laughs) as well. So I I would go Gaskin for sure. See, I I don't want to double up Amari Cooper and Zeke. That's the problem. I mean, Hilton has been coming on. Tim Patrick has been pretty consistent. Who's Denver playing? Full point. Denver's playing Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, I think I'd go Patrick because one of them, not Singletary. I'm passing on Singletary. Yeah. Um, I think, see, I'm not playing Hollywood either. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm not not playing Patrick Gaskin and Cooper. Yeah. I think it's Patrick Gaskin and then a coin flip between Cooper and Zeke. Depends. Do you prefer running backs? Do you prefer wide receivers? Well, so there you go. So we know for sure, or at least me and Matt are going Taysom Hill. Dennis is going Brady. And then we're we're for sure going Gaskin and Tim Patrick. We can kind of answer his next question here with the Thrive Bets on the Cowboys game. I got to scroll up because I was looking for the matchups here. Um, so I am going over on Zeke Elliott's Thrive Fantasy Bets total yards, 85.5. I think it's going to be a Zeke game. I think that they're going to – not just Zeke. I do think Tony Pollard will be involved, but I think they're going to run the ball heavily in this one. Uh, so I'm going over on that. What are you guys doing on Zeke's uh, Thrive Bet? Under. You know, w- while Zeke did not show, I guess – explosiveness necessarily last week he was breaking off some big chunks that yeah. so i feel like that that team is starting to gel a little bit now that dalton's back i think dalton is a calming influence they're going against the cincinnati team that that struggles uh on both sides of the ball so i 85 yards 85 and a half yards i'm gonna i'm gonna take the over on that yeah all right, so Dalton passing yards, 249.5. I am going to take under. I, I don't think they're going to pass much. I'd be I'd under on that as well. All right, Cooper, 55.5. I don't know. Where do you get this Dalton is this angry Tom Brady revenge guy, Matt? I mean, <laughs> Dalton, is he's a mild-mannered redhead. You know, he just wants to go in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I fiery. You've never seen problem, <laughs> child. <laughs> they can be. I'm going to uh, go over for Cooper. My God, Arizona. Um, you know, well, let's let's. I'm going to so group all, all three of these and talk about them at the same time because they're only seven yards apart for the three of them. Yeah. Lamb at 48 and a half, Gallup at 50 and a half, and Cooper at 55 and a half. I think Gallup is the one that I'd be least likely to bet the over on because it just seems like. He's the deep threat now. 
and in the game where I'm not expecting them to pass as much, uh, I, I'm going to probably not wager any money on Gallup. Uh, I love C.D. Lamb. Cooper is clearly the number one there this year still. And so if I had to – but Cooper historically disappears occasionally. We, we've seen that. He's been more consistent, I think, the last two seasons. But prior to that, the, the first four seasons, I think, he's been in the league, uh, he would he would have these blow-up games and then he'd have these disappearing games. So uh, I, I think I like Cooper for the over um, and Lamb for the over, too, because those two guys get most of the targets. Yeah, same for me. Cooper and Lamb over Gallup under. Yeah. So okay. So wait if we're going Gallup to go on. somewhere next year where he can be a legitimate part of the offense, though. So then I would think Matt, you're leaning more Cooper then because you're going over on his 55 and under on Zeke's total of 85. I, I picked Cooper. I oh, said okay. Cooper. So yeah. Dennis, we're we're both going over on Cooper and Zeke. So you got to pick one here for Connor. Who are you taking? I'm going to go Zeke because he got a lot of checkdowns in that game against Baltimore as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets. And more also games. because your team has been knocked out of the playoffs, and now he'll actually start putting up those twenty points. Exactly. Games. So that's exactly why you put Zeke in. He's going to get the twenty points I needed from him last week to to win to win you this week, Connor. Yeah. No. I I I think I'd go Zeke. I mean. 85 and a half yards with a rushing touchdown and a couple catches versus 55 and a half yards with a couple catches. Um, I, I feel like it's probably more Zeke than Cooper. But well, if you said if no, wrong, I don't like can, that. Yeah. If we're wrong, you can come blow us up when uh, T.Y. Hilton and Hollywood go off because Hollywood does have the Browns, and I am a little worried he's going to have himself a game here. Uh, all right, so before we move on to – the Bengals side here. Ayuk or Crowder? I am definitely going Ayuk, not only because he's Crowder, a better player, but Crowder on the injury play. report. Yeah, yeah Crowder, Crowder Crowder's looking like he might be out. So, so I am, so that'll I make know. that decision for you. Okay, I'm going to ask this question, then I will leave for a minute because my computer is at 3%. I did not realize that. So if the guy, if it dies, guys, I apologize. We'll be back quickly. Cincinnati, Higgins is questionable with the hamstring. Are you guys playing any Bengals in your playoff matchup this week? against the Cowboys. You know, it's there. I think they're all desperation plays. I, I like maybe Drew Sample. He might be a, a, a good flyer. If you need a tight end, you know, Sample could be somebody that, that has some upside. Higgins, if he's playing, uh, you know, he's him and Boyd are both reasonable plays, but Finley is just so bad. It's it's just or who or no Kyle Brandon Allen, Allen. Brandon, Brandon Allen, one of the Allen boys. So yeah, still not 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 great. Um, I I guess I feel like Boyd might have a little bit of a safe floor with with Brandon Allen. Um, so I don't know. Last last week he really only made it because he got a seventy two yard touchdown. Well, but he also got thrown out of the game too. So he didn't get thrown out of the game until the fourth quarter, though. So one for seventy-two. Yeah, one for seventy-two, and a touchdown got thrown out. It was was a lot earlier. I felt like it was was a lot earlier than the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure it was in the third quarter because it was like a whole thing. Because I'm, I think it was right around the time that then. Well, who else got thrown out? Then Parker got thrown out, and then Flores kind of came onto the field. It may have been fourth, but I thought it was the third quarter. I thought it was a little bit earlier than that. Well, my answer to this question is the one that you uh, 
that I keep feeling like he should be able to play is Giovanni Bernard. He's yeah. the only guy in there, but he just hasn't put up good numbers. So I'm pretty much staying away from the Bengals. It, maybe it's because I actually saw them play, uh, you know, saw uh, Brandon Allen play for the Cowboys last year, but I just, I want no piece of that. Uh, they were, Boyd was thrown out with just over a minute left in the first half. Oh, okay. yeah, better. Um, yeah, uh, Gio would be the only one I think about. It would have to be a flex play at this point. I, I think he's even kind of fallen off the RB2 territory. That being said, it is a great matchup. The The Cowboys' pass defense has actually been much better than their run defense as of late, though wouldn't have known that against Baltimore uh, Tuesday night. Gio, 74.5 total yards uh, the Fry Fantasy bet for the Bengals here. I am going under. He, just, he hasn't performed in the past couple weeks. I'm going under as well. I'd be riding the under on that as well. And then I am taking the Cowboys to win this game. What about you guys? Dallas. Cowboys, Cowboys for me. The 4-8 Denver Broncos at the 4-8 Carolina Panthers. Melvin Gordon was great last week, much to Mr. Fox's chagrin. Uh, is he a good play this week against uh, the Panthers' horrible rushing defense? I think both he and Philip Lindsay will be good plays. Which one's going to be the better play, though? I love that you you Gordon. never jumping off that that uh, Philip Lindsay Philip Lindsay train. I love it. I, love well, I mean, it. They, they were they've been at their best this season when they've had both those guys out running. Um, Gordon seems to be getting more uh, goal line looks. He'll be he'll be the better play. I don't care for Melvin Gordon, but it's undeniable that he was the best looking player for Denver last week on offense. I know Patrick caught a couple of touchdowns, but Melvin Gordon was running hard and had a lot of yardage he will be just fine uh for carolina side here cmc doubtful i'm pretty sure he's not gonna play dj moore is on the covid list curtis samuel did get activated from the covid list broncos lost callahan and bouye uh due to a little ped scandal uh do you guys think this could be a big robbie anderson or possibly even curtis samuel game yeah i think that uh it's, it's a game where it feels like an earlier a game from early in the season. So it, if that's the case, then both of them should get plenty of work. Um, you know, CMC is going to be out, so it's going to be Mike Davis. Uh, Ian Thomas is out, and I, so I don't even know who their tight end is now. Um, but I feel like it's, it's they're going to execute that offense like Joe Brady wants it ran. And that's going to include some Curtis Samuel running the ball, some Curtis Samuel short, uh, Robbie Anderson down the field. Uh, it might it might be a long day for Mr. Fox. Uh, I don't think so. Den- Denver's run defense is pretty good, and their pass defense isn't isn't horrific. Actually, the the best way to beat Denver is with a tight end, which Carolina doesn't have. So. Uh, the other best thing that I've seen. I mean, he's there. Really he's just good. not, you know. Yeah. The he's other there. thing that I've seen uh, teams be able to do is put a deep ball, and that's why I, I feel like that's probably Robbie Anderson um, has the better day. I think they'll both be okay. 
Yeah, I would. Uh, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm going Robbie Anderson, and I'm still firing up Mike Davis again. I think he'll be he'll be just uh, just fine. I mean, Broncos. I think their run defense has still been pretty decent, but I, I think you can still fire him up and expect at least a probably RB two day out of him. Uh, on the Broncos side, since I forgot to mention that, I'm just playing uh, Melvin Gordon and Tim Patrick. I don't. I'm. I'm fan. Uh, he's been good. Well, I, can, I don't know. Titan sucks. So I guess. What are you guys' thoughts on fans? I'm kind of torn on. He yeah. had like an okay game last week. Like it wasn't horrible, but it's not like he's not winning you any matchups because it seems like they go to Patrick when they get down to the red zone. That's because Tyron Matthew was on fan. That makes more sense. So, all right. I'm I mean, taking. I, I have a whole bunch of Johnu Smith, so I don't know if I'm appropriately credentialed to judge tight ends. I mean, Fant, Fant had four for fifty-seven. You could do worse than than right. Yeah, that's what I said. He's he's been okay. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. He's been just. I'd rather him be either good or bad, so I know what to do with him. Just being okay well, doesn't. I think that they focused a lot of coverages on him, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because he's probably the best receiver they have left. <sighs> who are you guys picking? All- I don't know who I want to pick in this game. Early I'm taking the Drew Lock All Stars. I uh, also am taking the Drew Lock All Stars. Uh, I'll take the Drew Lock C team. I don't know about All Stars, but I'll you know I'll take I'll take the Broncos. Hey, against a COVID-riddled Carolina defense, anyone can look like an All Star. Very true. The eight and four Tennessee Titans at the one and eleven Jacksonville Jaguars. AJ Brown did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Did practice Friday. Looks like he will play. Uh, the Thrive Fantasy bet on him, 58.5 receiving yards, uh, and Corey Davis, 65.5. You guys going over or under on both of these gentlemen? I'm going to take the over on both of them. They, you, you know, A.J. Brown, while sometimes he doesn't get the volume you'd like to see a number one receiver get, he, for two years now he's he's been – just super efficient and his volume is creeping up more consistently. And Corey Davis in his fifth year, fourth year breakout, uh, at some point you just got to say, all right, it may not be next year, but this year I believe. Yeah, I'm starting Corey Davis everywhere I have him. I'm going over with both of them. I think we've seen Brown be gimpy the last couple weeks uh, with this kind of knee, but he still manages to get you four or five receptions for 60 to 70 yards and a touchdown. So I'm hoping that's what we get to. I have him in an important playoff game. I'm playing him. Uh, I'm taking the over on Corey Davis. I think uh, we talked about this the other day. Uh, with A.J. Brown, that ankle injury really looked like it hampered him in Cleveland. I know he's back practicing, but he just didn't look like the same guy out there in that that Browns game. I don't know how much it's still bothering him. So I'm going to take the over on Brown. I'm sorry, the over on Davis. The reason I'm going to take an over on both is I think this is going to be a massive bounce-back game for Derrick Henry. Uh, I think they're going to hand – I wouldn't be surprised if they hand the ball off to him like 12 times in a row to start off the game. Jacksonville's horrible against the run, and I think they want to get back to it. Uh, before we finish this game, up, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Giovanni Bernard, or Lazard uh, for your flex spot? I'm going no, on Parker. Yeah, it'd be Parker for me, I think. Uh, yeah, because they're going to – Miami's probably going to be behind, and yeah. uh, they're going to have to throw. Yeah, see, I think Tyron Matthew is going to be on Parker, so I don't. And Lafleur, uh, Lafleur came out and said that they're going to limit Lazard's snaps 
because they still don't think he's recovered from his abdominal issues. Yeah, I think for me, I'm definitely not playing Geo. Lazard would be kind of a question mark for me anyways. It seems to be Adams and Tanyan, even if Lazard was fine. I, I'd still kind of – he's the third option for me. Uh, I'm just going Landry because I think it's going to be a, a close game. And as we talked about uh, after the, the Browns win against Tennessee, I think they're going to try and throw more. They're going to have to if they want to beat Baltimore. And they're clearly trying to force the ball to Jarvis Landry with the way he's he's gotten targeted the past couple weeks. So give me Landry in what I think is going to be a good game. But they're both going Parker, so probably the right call. I'm you know Could be a little bit of Browns homerism in there for me. Uh, so, a what little? are your guys' thoughts on Derek? Just, just a little, just a little. I think uh, what are your Henry guys' thoughts on Derek? It's going Henry? to be running pissed off. Sixty yards in a fumble, and they lost last week. I think he's he's looking for a two hundred yard, four touchdown game against his favorite Jacksonville team. I I think Henry. I agree. I think Henry's going to get the ball and run the ball a lot. I just don't think that that is it. That you can't have AJ Brown and Corey Davis both perform as well. I think that yeah. uh, the guy who suffers is Janu. Well, and John, if that's and he plays. St- yeah, if he even plays. Yeah. No, I don't disagree that they both can't go off. I just don't think they both will. I think it's going to be a massive Henry game. I, I, I'm leaning more Davis than I am Brown in that one. On Jacksonville's side, you've got James Robinson, LaVisca Chanel, and Tyler Eifert all questionable. Uh, Robinson seems to be the play here. Uh, what about your thoughts on uh, Glennon here in the playoffs? Even though the Jaguars haven't been winning, he's actually been play- playing pretty good, at least putting up fantasy points for you. Yeah, I mean, he, Jacksonville is a team that spends a lot of time playing from behind. While Robinson does tear off some big chunks, gets decent yardage, running the ball. He's what, RB5, 6, 7, somewhere in there on the season. So Robinson is having an outstanding year, and he's shown that uh, he definitely belongs in the NFL, and he's producing great for uh, for fantasy. Um, I don't think that they're going to necessarily try to go away from that because when you've it, – it's going to be something you – know, shortening the game is going to play to Jacksonville's benefit. The trouble is that they're just not going to be able to stop Tennessee's offense and Derrick Henry. Uh, but I think Robinson is going to get get plenty of opportunity. Uh, Chanel, I, I think he, they're there, or Glennon. I mean, Glennon is he's that type of quarterback now that I think he got got the, a raw deal in, in Chicago. He's he's yeah. not somebody you want starting every year. Uh, and he's not exciting like Fitzpatrick. But if you lose your quarterback and you need somebody to come in and play six or seven or eight games, you could do a hell of a lot worse as we've seen with uh, you know Kyle Allen and Ryan Finley. So uh, Robinson, according to ESPN and PPR, is RB4 on the year. I, I think he's a play no matter what. The question probably about Glennon is – whether that makes you enticed enough to play DJ Shark, who I think we all think has talent, but who hasn't always been able to get the ball. And then the playoffs, I mean, it's a good matchup. That's the only reason you're probably like, I would love to roll them out there because we've seen Tennessee's pass defense. Sometimes it's mostly a rumor. I just don't know if I believe it enough. You know, that feels like the ultimate I'm Hail Mary for the playoffs right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I'm pretty sure I was the highest on Chark out of all of us when we did our rankings. I know, Matt, you, me and Dennis were pretty close, and I know you weren't as high on him as we were. It, the injuries, he just doesn't seem to have that connection with Glenn, and I, I would not play Chark. You're right. He could go off because that Brown, the Browns, my goodness, the Titans defense is not good at all, especially in the secondary. Uh, but it would be a Hail Mary throw for me as well. I would play Tyler Eifert at tight end. Him and Glennon have been having a pretty good connection over the past couple weeks. He's been scoring touchdowns, so as long as he is – Playing, I am all in on Eifert at the tight end position. For James Robinson, who is obviously the smash play on this team, 108.5 total yards in this game. I'm taking the over. Uh, I just I think they're going to have to, because of the receiving work, if it was just rushing yards, I would go under. But because of the, the receiving that he does as well, I'm going over. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I like the over on Robinson. Uh, if for no other reason than I'm starting him in about three playoff games. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Hey, I love to see it. I love to see it. You are you worried at all about the Monday night game? I, I feel like maybe I'm getting too too excited, too ahead of myself. But I kind of feel like we've already kind of got this one in the bag, which is when they unfortunately go in and they lose like the next four straight, and we miss the. Play then they end up in the bag. Yeah, exactly. You have it so, in the bag, and then but I, I'm, I'm excited for the game, man. It's going to be Monday Night Football prime time. Actually, the next two weeks in a row. I'm hoping that the Browns they they got to take care take care of business these next two weeks. I'm I'm excited for it. Next up, the 11-1 Kansas City Chiefs at the 8-4 Miami Dolphins. The KC running game has been middling at best the past few weeks. Are you trusting CEH in the playoffs? We have heard that everything seems fine sickness wise. Yeah. So, are you feeling better about putting him in your lineup this week? No. Yeah. Define I'll better. Be I mean, I mean, I well, think what's happening is arrow this week. I mean, I, I will commit so, to him having points. What's happened is, is well, he's playing okay. He's not playing up to the level where he was drafted. And that's the issue with him. Yeah. There are a lot of people who thought he could, he was going to, there, the, there's a substantial number of people out there who thought that uh, CEH was going to be James Robinson. And yeah, he's it's, not it's James Robinson. He may be next year, but he's not this year. Yeah. It's bigger and, than substantial. Remember, his ADP was like 1-7 in start. So, no, it's just startups in redraft league. So, yeah. It, it's So, he's he's not delivering on the R. He's not delivering the ROI. So, but at that point, though, unless you've been wheeling and dealing all season – you're not going to have any choice but to start him or you're not starting him because, well, they're sitting at home watching so, with you, man. Here's the one. Would you play CEH or Gio Bernard? Bernard. C-E-H. Because Bernard has nobody else. Nobody. He has nobody else to compete with him. Like, I don't oh, know that they won't D-Rine. put Come on. Uh, yeah. Okay. They have, he has no one to compete with him. <laughs> I had not worried. I, I would not be surprised if we don't see more of Bell out there or more of Williams out there. So, and not like more of CH, but going out there in critical moments. Cause the biggest thing I think that has hurt CH and it's something we all talked about in the offseason. He cannot pass block. And we've seen multiple times he's caused Patrick Mahomes to almost get decapitated back there and then he gets pulled off the field and doesn't come back out. So, Le'Veon Bell and Williams don't do that. They actually pass block. So, I. For me, as much as CH is by far the better player, 10 times the better player than Giovanni Bernard is, he's not competing with anybody in that backfield, and he has a better matchup because say what you want about Miami in the past few years, their defense has been pretty damn good this year. 
Well, and for me, well, it's, let's be clear. You know, watch Kansas City in November and December. They don't really try to run the ball. Even last week, when they were when they were going along, you didn't have Ceh Bell. I think only got like eight carries. Yeah, and let's be clear. It isn't that Ceh can't pass block or won't pass block. It's that when the play starts, he doesn't know who to pass block. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just, I've seen him not, you're probably right. I've seen him not pick up the right assignment multiple times. So, yeah. I, but that and, becomes you know, more of a liability the closer the playoffs you get because early in yeah. the season, you're like, well, I don't want Patrick to get hit, but he got hit once. In December, you're like, no, we can't have, you know, we want to win the Super Bowl. We're not letting you lay out our quarterback. Yeah, and, and the other thing, it goes back to my one of my biggest reasons on why I wasn't high on CH to begin with, too, is, We've seen, as Matt, you just mentioned, they they prefer to pass the ball, and all it takes is that one big pass to Tyreek Hill or a big pass to Tra- big pass to Travis Kelsey, and they're down in the end zone. And guess what? They didn't hand the ball off to Ch at all on that drive. So, I just that's always been my biggest fear with Ch is this is a big play offense, and Ch is not necessarily one of the players who gets those big plays most of the time. On the Dolphins' side, uh, Tua and Gaskin are questionable, but they are expected to play. Salvan Ahmed is out. Two of the Dolphins, are you confident starting in your fantasy playoffs? Uh, I will start with, uh, I think, Gesicki, Gaskin for sure. Parker is right there on the edge for me. Again, it's just a tough matchup in this one, I think. I think he's going to be the guy they try to take out in this one. So I think Gesicki, you know, he said it. We kind of made fun of him saying that he was – he was to his go-to guy on the practice squad or whatever was the 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 second team that was running out there. And him and him and Tua seem to have a pretty good uh, connection here the past couple weeks. So I'm playing Gasecki at tight end. And then Gaskin, they had no reservations about using him on almost every single down last week. So I'm all in on Gaskin as well. Yeah. They they've you know, Gaskin has has come on and uh him and Ahmed both uh which is going to be, I think, problematic when they're both healthy because I think they'll cannibalize each other um, just based on Flores coming from the uh, Belichick tree. It could end up being, I mean, Guskin and uh, Ahmed are very similar in what they can do. Um, I'm waiting for Antonio Callaway breakout game. And so if everybody's focusing their energy on Jakeem Grant and, and Devontae Parker, watch out for Antonio Callaway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Gaskin, Gasecki, and Parker are all decent plays. I think if Matthew ends up shadowing one, it's going to be uh, Gasecki because he's a safety. Yeah, but he doesn't always cover the tight end. That's what I'm worried about. I mean, he could. Pass catching tight ends. Well, that's true. And, that is and Gasecki has been kind of more of a red zone threat and stuff, too. Yeah. So, uh, But I think, you know, Miami's been playing – pretty well this is a big test for them uh, and i think those are their kind of three playmakers it depends again on the options you have like if you have three better options parker for me is still a low-end wide receiver too so if you've got a you know a bunch of great receivers then maybe you're not throwing them out there but i don't think he's a bad play this week i think this is from the dolphin side this is going to be a uh that doesn't help anybody touchdown kind of game it's going to be callaway it's going to be Lair. And it's it's going to be uh, not, no Durham oh, Smythe, Durham Smythe. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get all three touchdowns. It's going to be Jakeem uh, Grant for three touchdowns. The Thrive bet for this one: two a uh, two hundred and thirty-five point five passing yards over or under. And I I 
I feel like I should say over because I think they're going to have to play catch up. I just don't feel like they have enough weapons to produce. So I feel like it's going to be just just but under. If you play good defense, which they have, you can you can hold Kansas City down. You can eat the clock. I mean, Drew Locke's no one's favorite. He only had 146 passing yards last week. They were leading in the fourth quarter. I'm going to take the under because I, I think Tua can do some things with his legs. I think they will use Gaskin. I think they will play some good defense. I don't think he has to throw for a huge yardage amount right. uh, for them to be in it. Yeah, and I'm going I'm definitely under taking well. the under. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna. He is going to go over two thirty eight. Uh, anyone taking the Dolphins here? I'm going Kansas City. I assume you guys are as well. Not yeah. I. Oh, you're taking the Dolphins? Oh no, no, no. He's saying not yeah. I. Uh, so the six and six Minnesota Vikings at the seven and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Alexander Madison is out. Kyle Rudolph is doubtful. Cook, Thielen, and Jefferson seem to be the good plays here. Uh, are we worried at all about Dalvin Cook, though, going up against this Tampa Bay defense? I, I think it it's going to end up by being um, – Cook will get his volume, but it'll be dependent upon him to make some things happen. Uh, I think he'll be uh, less efficient than we're accustomed to seeing. So – it's it's he's still going to get his touches. He's still going to get his his targets. We'll see uh, if he can live up to the hype of, of uh, what he's been. I mean, Cook has been phenomenal this year. Yeah, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, it may not be his biggest rushing game, but because he's involved in the passing game, and especially with you know Rudolph's doubtful, Irv Smith missed last week. He's questionable this week, so probably not at peak health. I think he's kind of there. They're going to need him. They're going to need Justin Jefferson. They're going to need Adam Thielen. I think they'll get them all involved. It also a little bit depends. Did the bye week help Tampa Bay to figure out some of their stuff on defense? Because right. they had had an incredible defense early in the season. That losing streak that they had before they went on bye kind of exposed their defense a little bit. They were having some really rough games. And I think Minnesota's been playing well. Minnesota has something huge to play for now. I think they're going to be pressing with their three stars. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to rely on all three if they want to stay in the playoff race. The Thrive Fantasy bet in this one, uh, Justin Jefferson, 73.5 receiving yards. Adam Thielen, 74.5. You guys going over or under on these guys? I'm going to take the over on them. As much as... Thielen scares me. You know, I feel Thielen can still get you the fantasy points you need because he catches, you know, six passes for 37 yards and two touchdowns. And then Jefferson turns in nine receptions for 125 yards. And so then they're both scoring great. But uh, I I think I, if I was going to only bet one of them on the over, I'd take Jefferson. But I I agree that uh, that defense is going to play tough against. Cook and so they're going to have to throw a little more and without uh, Smith and uh, Rudolph, I don't think they're going to be uh, setting up Tyler Conklin to catch a bunch of balls. Well, and the last time we saw this defense, Tyreek Hill was going for 263 yards and Travis Kelsey had, I think, 127. So I'm taking the over on both. I think both guys will uh, be successful. 
Uh, I'm taking the over on Jefferson, not on Thielen. I just feel like they use him so much more down toward the red zone. I, I, I'm, I'm with Dennis. I think he can get a couple touchdowns in this one, uh, but I think they're going to rely on Cook a lot more in the receiving game here. And Jefferson, I think, is just he's been amazing. So, um, well, let's do. No, well, yeah, let's do Tampa Bay really quick, and then we'll answer your question, Iso. So, Tampa Bay has struggled before the bye week. Do you think that they got back on track this week? Uh, and do you who do you like in this game? Yeah, I mean, Tampa has a really strong coaching staff. Uh, I forget their D coordinator, former Jets head coach. Uh, what the hell uh, is his name? Arizona coach. Todd uh, uh, yeah. Bowles, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he and they've got that that defense is 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 pretty good. Yeah. You know, will they will they get everything right? I don't know, but but they're they're definitely. Uh, they definitely have some playmakers, and they can get after the quarterback. So I I think they're going to get back on track. I think their receivers are going to be healthy enough. Uh, it could come down to, uh, you know, Brady sometimes falls in love with Antonio Brown. So if you're starting Godwin or Evans, it could end up uh, biting you in the ass. Yeah, I mean – Godwin and Evans have probably still been the better bets uh, at receiver. I think the real question is, you know, is there a running back we like? Um, you know, will they get Jones in there? The, the, they also have Gronkowski. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches, but it should be a good matchup because Minnesota has not had a very good defense. And I think with a week off and a ton of pressure, you know, Tampa Bay, were they to lose this game, could run the risk of knocking themselves right out of the playoffs. They're kind of, they gave up all the grace they had right before they went through the bye week with all the losses that they had. I think they want to get a win here at home. And I, th I think they're going to find a way. This reminds me a little bit more of playing the chargers than playing the chiefs in terms of the defense. And, you know, you may get into a high scoring game with both teams being able to score points, but I don't think that the Vikings defense scares anyone. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think Evans and Godwin for me on on the Tampa Bay side are going to be the guys end up having the big game here. I am taking Tampa Bay to win. Who are you guys picking? Tampa, Tampa for me Bay. as well. All right. So for ISO's question, just lost Julio this week. Should I bump Deontay up to wide receiver one and flex Hunt or Wayne Gallman? He said he's definitely leaning Gallman. He also has Ayuk, Cooks, and Kuti on the bench. I'm definitely bumping up Deontay to one. I mean, he's been yeah. phenomenal. Just imagine if he was actually catching everything thrown to him. Be even better. That so hurts. Stop man. dropping that balls. Hurt. That, that hurts, hurts me man. too. I would have loved to get a couple more points out of him these past couple weeks and uh, catching the balls that hit him right in the hands, but still love me some Deontay Johnson. As for your flex, so Hunt, Goldman, Ayuk, Cooks, or Kuti. I'm so not for me, Hunt. I can promise yeah, you that. I'm not doing Hunt and I'm not doing Kuti. So it's between Gallman, Cooks, and Ayuk. I want to go Ayuk, man, but Gallman's got that touchdown upside. Yeah. And Gallman's getting zone. touches and he's playing well. Yeah. I mean, Gallman's what do we think of Arizona's defense? Arizona. Ayuk yeah. is at home against Washington. I'm taking Gallman. Yeah. I, 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 I've been trying to trade for Gallman in a couple leagues unsuccessfully. You know what's disappointing about Gallman is when everybody rushed to pick up Devonta Freeman, I picked Gallman up in the couple places I owned Barkley, and then he started doing nothing, so I dropped him, and then he got picked up by somebody else later, and then obviously started going off. 
in the leagues I needed a running back really bad. Um, so they're both going Gallman. I think I'm going to go Ayuk. I just love his upside. And I mean, McVay, not McVay, uh, Kyle Shanahan just yeah. ways to get him the ball. I think we saw what the Steelers did against them and getting the ball out quick and in the short area. And Ayuk can do damage after the catch. So as much as I think Gallman's got that touchdown upside, I think he's the safer play for sure. Uh, because he's got that touchdown upside, especially with the way he gets touches in that offense as well. But I'm, I'm going to go Ayuk. All right. Speaking of not the uh, 49ers, Arizona Cardinals 6-6 six and six at the New York Giants 5-7. and seven. That's where I was going with it. Gallman. We were just talking about Gallman. Drake and Hopkins are questionable. We saw the Giants shut down the Seahawks last week. As someone on this show has been saying for multiple weeks, the Giants have a good defense, guys. They have a good defense, Mr. Fox. It's it's, it's pretty good. Uh, do you think the Cardinals' offense here, since they've struggled recently, can do anything here on the road? I think this the struggle with the in, in getting a read on Arizona's offense is trying to figure out uh, what's going on with Murray's shoulder uh, because it's it not only has it limited his throwing, but it's limited his running because he's trying not to get hit and get knocked out for multiple games. And so it's, it's been, it's been tough sledding. Um, I like Arizona's offense. You know, I love Deandre Hopkins. Uh, Kenyon Drake is playing well. The sleeper on that offense, honestly, is Dan Arnold. Uh, I think the the way that they've had to adjust their game since uh, Murray's injury, I think, has benefited Dan Arnold the most. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely concerned. You know, I think you're still probably playing DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, but I'm staying away from other people. The Giants' defense has looked pretty good. They've been able to contain. You look at what they did to. Russell Wilson last week really didn't afford him the kind of time and opportunity to get the ball out there. They may not have that kind of elite number one shutdown corner, but they were able to hold Metcalf and Lockett in pretty good check last week because of what they were able to do with their pass rush and bottling up the running game. And Arizona has not looked good. They didn't look good last week. They haven't looked good for a while outside of that one kind of Hail Mary Miracle against Buffalo, they haven't really won anything. They've been down in a lot of these games. They've been particularly troublesome on the road, even against lesser teams, and the Giants have a lot to play for right now. So I am not uh, really encouraged about Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I agree. They don't have that elite guy. Darby's been playing pretty good, though, for them. I I would imagine he's the one who's going to match up on Hopkins. Now, then again, I did say watch out. Jalen Ramsey on Hopkins last week, and that didn't really seem to slow him down. So Hopkins is still talented enough to to win those matchups, but I do think Darby will be on him, but I'm with you guys. Their the offense has just been weird. I, they're just in a slump, and they have not been able to get out of it. I don't know how much of that. It does seem like it goes back to, to Murray hurting that shoulder because he's also not running as much as well, which I think is what makes that offense so dangerous. They noted defenses have kind of figured out you know, the same that we talked a little bit about what Lamar has faced uh, this year coming back defenses watch film too, and are trying to force Murray to a side. He doesn't favor for passing and trying to put somebody in there to keep him more bottled up. And they just aren't getting, you know, we talked about this before. They aren't getting those explosive plays opposite. Dan Arnold might be a better shot at his explosive play than Christian Kirk lately. And that's part of the problem. You know, you got to have, a multi-dimensional offense to keep some of these defenses honest. 
and Arizona just sadly has not been able to develop that of late. Yeah. On the Giants side here, we obviously just talked about Gallman and his upside for that question. Uh, if Daniel Jones plays, does that put anybody else in play for you in this playoff matchup, or are you guys just skipping everybody on the Giants roster and it's just Gallman? Because he's listed as questionable right now. Well, I, I think if you have Ingram, you're rolling Ingram out there, whether it's uh, Jones or McCoy. I mean – I've always felt McCoy didn't get a fair shot in Cleveland. That doesn't mean I think he's great. Uh, he, he's, I think, the definition of a journeyman veteran. Um, can he get it done? Uh, if he's not getting too much pressure on him, I think he'll be able to get the ball to probably Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate more so than Darius Slayton. Yeah, I'm – I'd put in Ingram too because he's been good, but uh, there's not really one of those receivers that I want to take a chance on in the fantasy playoffs. You know, we've seen Slayton and Shepard have big games in the past, but I don't know that it's reliable, even with Daniel Jones in there. And that's probably been the most disappointing part of this season. Jones and Slayton seem to have a real connection at times last year. It seemed like they were firing that connection up at the beginning of the season, but something has just gotten disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing Ingram. Yeah, Jones' hamstring muscle got disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with, this, with this bad as a tight end position is, uh, I am – if I want Washington to win the, the East, I've probably got to pick the Giants to lose Washington. here, so I'm going to take the Cardinals. I've got the Cardinals as well. I'm taking the New York football Giants. All right, the eight and four Indianapolis Colts at the seven and five Las Vegas Raiders. Huge matchup here with a ton of playoff implications for both teams. What do you guys expect from the Colts here? Uh, do, and who do you want to play? Uh, Taylor obviously had the good week. Dennis, you mentioned earlier, Hilton's been coming on fire the past couple weeks, which has also hurt Pittman. But Pittman was on fire the couple weeks before that. So out of those three, who do you feel comfortable playing this week? I, boy, it's. It's a. I don't know, man. You, you just know. it's it's like it's it, it's fantasy roulette. You know, you're you're spinning the wheel and seeing where it lands. I think the only one you're really comfortable playing in Indianapolis is Rivers, um, but you know he's got a, a thrive fantasy prop of two hundred and seventy four and a half yards. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. That's that feels pretty high, but you know, River. You know, we've seen Pittman. His Thrive Fantasy prop is forty eight and a half, and Hilton's is fifty five and a half. It, it almost feels like Hilton has gotten healthy finally, or as healthy as he's going to get at this stage of his career and this stage of the season. And so now they're able to execute their offense a little bit better. Um, I. I I'm okay flexing Hilton or Pittman, uh, and and I suppose, man, I'm if I had to play Taylor, I'd be scared of Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins, uh, which means really what I'm scared of is Frank Reich. Yeah, I I'm playing Taylor. They they've been using him the last couple of weeks. The Raiders have been susceptible to allowing teams to run on that front, um, and I think Jonathan Taylor of the three is probably the best pure runner. Yeah, that doesn't mean 
I think it's a it lead pipe lock because of Frank Reich. Uh, you never know. Uh, Hilton has looked good the past couple weeks. I just can't bring myself to believe it after seeing just so many, so many bad games. Uh, I think it depends on the options you have. I have a couple places where I have Pittman in as a flex, but I don't feel great about it. Um, the Raiders have also allowed some tight ends to beat them. It seems like Trey Burton's the guy they look for at the goal line. You could do worse uh, than him if you were looking for a Hail Mary tight end option. Yeah, I definitely trust Taylor, mostly because he's sitting at RB16 right now, just 12 points behind that RB12 spot. And I called it earlier in the year, so I need him to come through for me. I'm not really worried about – well. Uh, Hines is still being used quite a lot. Not worried about Wilkins whatsoever. And the way to beat the Raiders is definitely on the ground. We've seen Taylor has really played better as well, which I think is why he's starting to get more touches. So I'm all in on Taylor. If I can, I'm avoiding Hilton and Pittman. I know Hilton's been coming on, but it just seems like only one of them is going to go off. And it feels like we're about to hit that reverse course where they're going to go back to Pittman for a couple of games instead of Hilton. Or so. it's going to be Zach Pascal. Yeah, that's very possible as Marcus well. Marcus Johnson, 300-yard uh, game. So uh, Pittman, receiving yards, 48.5. I'm just going to give you both of them, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going under on both because I just don't know who to trust. 48.5 on Pittman and 55.5 on Hilton, receiving yards. I'm going under on both. I just I can't. I can't. T- I don't want to take the risk, I guess, is the way to put it. I'm going over on Pittman, under on Hilton. I mean, if – so where are we then on Rivers, 274 and a half? I'd go under, under anyways. Under. Yeah. I think okay. it's going to be a, so, a close game. I, I I like the Raiders' secondary and linebackers. It's just they they're can't stop the run. They've been pretty good against the pass. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd probably stay away from all of those props. That's yeah. a game where I'd kind of just be like, uh, I'm going to pass. Just watch it, the highlights and be like, oh, yeah, that guy had a good game. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I know you mentioned it, or no, I don't think anybody mentioned it. What is it? Hines, 19.5 on the rushing yards? Yep. I'm taking the over on that. All it's going to take is one big play. Raiders are bad against the run. I'll, I'll take the over on that. I'll take my, I'll take a bet there. I guess I'll take I'll a stab at it. Dennis? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm probably staying away from all the Colts. All right, Raiders side here. Josh Jacobs is still questionable. If Jacobs plays, do you trust him? And if he doesn't, uh, are you jumping back on that Booker train after what happened last week? I, you know what? I think I am because it puts me in mind. So last season in the playoffs, we had a situation just like this, and everybody – rush to pick up the running back and play him in week 14. And for the life of me, my old brain can't remember who it was. And he just crapped the bed. DeAndre in week Washington. 14. Was it DeAndre Washington? For the Raiders. And, yeah. then, and then in week 15, no, I don't know. I don't know that it was the Raiders. It was for some team last year. Uh they they lost their running back and Everybody grabbed the backup, was like, oh, this person is going to, they're going to ball out. They're ready to roll. And, and they just completely crapped out in week 13. And then in week 14, they put up like 125 yards and a touchdown. And so I feel like it's, it's a, another situation like that. 
So if Jacobs plays, then I, I don't want I don't think I want anything to do with either one of them. But if Jacobs is out, I think I'd be okay flexing uh Booker. I mean, I get what you're saying, but if Booker was gonna really go off, you'd think it would be against the Jets and not the Colts that have a better defensive situation. I if if Jacobs plays in the Southie, I guess I, I like them both about the same, which is probably in the low end RB2 territory because I just don't trust either of them. It's not like Jacobs was consistently lighting the world on fire either. He had some good games. He had some middling games. I don't think it's an incredible matchup. So I remember it was Alexander Madison because Cook went out and everybody was like, oh, we I got to have Alexander Madison. And in week then, 13, didn't they change? It was Mike Boone ended up displacing Alexander Madison, and Boone was the one that won people some weeks. Yeah, or that yeah, was two years was ago, Boone. though. I don't think that was last year. It was two years ago, wasn't was it? it? Two years ago. Yeah, Might I think it was two yeah. years ago. All right, uh, I I do not trust either one of them, and I can't wait till the off season because I've got a very interesting conversation I want to have about Josh Jacobs that I think proves me and Dennis have been right all along on him when everybody's been wanting us to take the L's on our thoughts on him when he came out of the draft. That being said, I am taking the Colts to win this matchup and, and push closer to the playoffs. Who are you guys picking? I went Colts as well. God help me, I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> Next up, the 0-12 Jets at the 8-4 Seattle Seahawks. Denzel Mims is out. Jamison Crowder is questionable. Gore questionable as well with the concussion. I mean, really, there's no – Ty Johnson, anybody taking a shot on him? That's really the only player. It depends on what your team looks like. If you've got Ty Johnson and, and you, you had Josh Jacobs, but you didn't have Devontae Booker, I mean, I suppose you could do worse. We've seen Gallman step up. And perform as a backup. Uh, Ty Johnson getting getting an opportunity now after last week and Johnson going off. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a healthy scratch this week, <laughs> just so they can make sure that they you know stay on the path. You know, don't don't waver, stay on the path. Uh, so it, that wouldn't surprise me if you know Josh Adams gets twenty carries for you know thirty nine yards. Yeah, if Crowder's out, I'm probably not playing any Jets in the playoffs. And even if Crowder's in, it's just the fact that he scored those touchdowns. That yeah, well, I'm, but if, I'm not if playing Crowder. Crowder is out, though, plays. If Crowder is out, I mean, Braxton Berrios has performed admirably. I'll go out again with Braxton Berrios in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> I, just, I can't and, do it. Not in the fantasy playoffs. I can't, I can't do it. It's about um, your options. What are your options? Braxton Berrios I mean, is your option. I'm not, I'm not uh, sitting Mike Evans and playing Braxton Berrios. So, I mean, but what are you, what are you realistically hoping Berrios gets you? If, if you know, 12 points, 12 so points. I feel like I mean, that's a... He probably, I, I mean, you're looking at what? Your fourth or fifth receiver. So it's probably yeah. your second or third flex. So if, if, your second or third flex is getting you 12 points. You know, I think I feel like that's a win. Granted, a lot of people listening may not play in leagues that deep, but uh, yeah. 
So I'm trying to uh, scroll know, again, down here. So, okay. So to like wide receiver fours. Oh my God. I didn't realize like, is this, yeah, this is my updated. Okay. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders or, or uh, Barrios this week. I'm going into like my low end fours here right now. In my rankings. Uh, I'm going Barrios over Emmanuel Sanders with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Okay. Jerry Judy. Taysom Hill hate. Jerry uh, Judy. It, you it know what? what I actually have taken Braxton Barrios because Jerry Judy was. <laughs> we go. I just wanted to get Matt to admit he takes Braxton hey. Barrios over somebody. Hey. <laughs> After he threw the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and everybody else under the bus, this is the week to stay way the hell away from, away from Jerry Judy. All right. Just a couple more guys. LaVisca should know. I'll just, I'll just name them and tell me if there's any of these guys that you would not start them over. Darnell Mooney, Sammy Watkins, Chanel Rager, Demarcus Robinson. Those are kind of all at the bottom of my ranks there. If these are my options. I'm probably just giving up trying to win this week. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, w- would you rather take the number one option on the jets or the number four option on the, the, well, the number one option on the Jets would be Perriman if it's if Crowder's out. So no, it's not. Perriman may score more because he catches a long touchdown, Here's but the, the number one option Jeff is going to be Barrios. Last time you talked us into starting to Jeff, the Braxton Barrios, Jeff Smith had like 150 <laughs> yards. All right, times, and I was like, what the hell? Right, it could very well be Jeff Smith. I mean, with Mims out, Jeff Smith and Lawrence Cager making their return. Yeah, yeah, see this there's other reasons not to not to right. track. So Seattle side here looks like it could be a get right game against the Jets. So they did struggle um obviously against the Giants. You are technically a little bit better here. Uh do you have any trepidation about starting Wilson, Metcalf, or Lockett? No. No, hell, I might even start David Moore in one league. Yeah, shoot. David Moore would be a better option than Braxton Berrios. <laughs> Well, I don't deny that. I I, I don't deny that. Uh, the only one I might no, have trepidation is Chris Carson because for some reason the Jets have actually bottled up oh, runner the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they did a pretty good job with with Booker last week too. It seems like you have more success throwing against them than running. So yeah, uh, the ahead, sorry. Russell Wil- Russell Wilson's Thrive Fantasy prop is two eighty four point five. Do you think they'll actually throw enough for him to get those those points, or will it just be a function of his receivers are Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and ten yard throws become sixty yard touchdowns? I think they're fired up enough that he's going to have a three hundred yard day. They need plus they the Rams clocking the Patriots last night put the pressure back on Seattle if they want to stay in that race they got to win and after the embarrassment of last week I, I bet they're fired up and they come out and yeah, yeah, I probably I, Tyler Lockett at sixty four and a half yards and Metcalf at seventy six and a half yards. I think I'd take the over on both of those. Yeah. I have a little bit of trepidation of starting Wilson. He just hasn't looked great. I know he's going up against the Jets, but he he's really struggled down the second half. But I think you've kind of have to start him at this point. So, hey, I'm just, did you hear? What's Rashad that? Rashad Penny designated to return. I, I did hear. I did hear. I heard that they're even thinking about using him in some in some of the passing games. So I'm I'm sure you'll be thrilled maybe, to see your boy uh, out there. Maybe Santa will bring uh, Dennis a Rashard Penny jersey just in time for his return. 
<laughs> that would be so great. I actually, I actually just traded for Rashad Penny. I know. I saw your tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm taking Seattle in this one. How about you guys? Seattle. Yeah. The four and eight Falcons going up against the three and nine Chargers uh, today. Obviously, Julio was ruled out. Uh, is this a good matchup here with no Julio Jones? Are you expecting a big week from Calvin Ridley? And can anybody be interested in playing Todd Gurley? Uh, you might play Gurley in a standard league. Um, even so he can when Gurley one been, point when he doesn't score. No, he'll get you the six for a touchdown. You know, he I, won't score. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he'll <laughs> score. The the thing, I'd be more concerned about um, Ryan's difficulty uh, moving the ball with Julio out than I am Gurley not being able to get in from the one. Uh, Ryan Ryan has not been great with with Julio out, and by extension, Ridley hasn't been been great with Julio out. Uh, Typically, what's happening is, is they may score a couple touchdowns. Uh, Ridley might get one, but he's not racking up the yardage like he does with Julio. And then you get some other jackass like Russell Gage or uh, Oz is out. But who's that other? Oh, other yeah, Oz is out. Blake. So Christian Blake. Jackass is, yeah. Probably Levine Toyolo. The, uh, the they won't throw the ball to Hayden Hurst. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I mean, nothing is a, a confidence booster as much uh, this season as playing the Chargers defense, it seems. Um, you know, Drew looked lo- Locke looked like John Elway when they played against him. Last week, uh, Cam Newton and the Patriots looked like the 85 Bears when they played them. The Chargers have, have talent, on it seems like, in all three phases, but they just haven't put anything together. They've been a tough, a tough team to watch because of that. I think that Calvin Ridley will have a good game. Yeah. I'm right there with you. He's the only one that I feel comfortable playing this week. Out on Hurst, unfortunately. Um, I don't want anything to do with 150 yards and three That doesn't matter because I'm out in all the leagues I drafted him anyway. So go go crazy, Hayden Hurst. I can care less at this point. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, we've talked about it. He's just the past couple weeks. I don't know if it's the the knees that have been bothering him. I know they keep pulling him. What if he doesn't score? He does not. He does not do anything. So it's definitely the knees. So I can tell by this show we've we've got three weeks of sad Matt, don't we? I've got no. We talk, fifteen leagues, fifteen of my way too many in the playoffs. So we have, but two, we have one week of sad Matt. None of two weeks of massive depressive Matt. Nobody, <laughs> uh, none of them that have Hayden Hurst though. All of those uh, tanked, unfortunately. So that's what I get for believing in them. Tromain, Troy Main Pope is questionable for the Chargers. It's a tough week for the Chargers. Uh, tough week thirteen. I'm sorry. Uh, do you think they bounce back here against Atlanta? I think they do. Atlanta's defense is is poor. Uh, Eckler and Allen are Eckler and Allen. Justin Herbert will do just fine getting them the ball. It's you know Mike Williams, uh, Mike Williams, and uh, not Higby. Who do they? Yeah, they no, they have uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. So they've got the weapons to beat Atlanta. Or it it, it honestly it could be a track meet. This is one of those games. The defenses suck to the point where it, it could end up being, you know, a, a 38-35 game, which is terrific for fantasy, uh, except for those uh, who the fuck is that guy touchdowns by Blake and Loyal, Toyolo. And, 
Jalen Man, Hurts. I love Donald. I have a whole bunch of Donald Parham. When he when he hits next year, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be so <laughs> so tight end. I don't know. All the all the recent mock drafts have them taking Kyle Pitts. So if that happens, I would fade Donald Parham very quickly. The only thing better, uh, if you need to get back on track and feel better about yourself, than seeing the Chargers defense on the schedule, is seeing the Falcons defense on the schedule. So uh, I think this this is a week you fire you fire your Chargers back up with confidence. Last week I think was a little bit of an aberration for our boy Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Rookie of the Justin Herbert. Good old Justin Herbert. He ain't rookie of the year anymore. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Fire up Justin Herbert. Fire up Keenan Allen. Uh, Austin Eckler. I'm taking the Chargers to win. What about you guys? So am I. Just really quick, for anybody who cares college football-wise, Amika Buka just committed to the Ohio State University, number one wide receiver in the class. They are just absolutely loaded at the wide receiver position. All right. Turn it into wide receiver you. Yeah, Brian Hartline's been doing an amazing job. Going to be QBU here soon as well, getting Quinn Ewers, who's the next uh, next Trevor Lawrence next year as well. So it's going to be uh, – Ohio State's looking like they're going to be pretty damn good for the next coming years. So, anyways, 9-3 Packers at the 5-7 and seven Detroit Lions. St. Brown questionable. Jay Sternberger is out. Aaron Jones with a huge week last week. Are you expecting another big game here against a good matchup in the Lions? Yes. Yeah, I, I think uh... – I'm pretty confident in Jones's ability. Uh, let's see. Apparently, so is Thrive Fantasy because they didn't even bother giving him a prop. They're like, this dude's going to run a whole bunch. <laughs> uh, Detroit's uh, rush defense has been mostly a rumor this year. Uh, I guess the the real question here for the Packers side: Do you guys think uh, Adams scores again this week? He scored what is it in seven straight? So does he make it eight? Yes. Yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has decided Adams is going to score every week. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. It's going to help. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. I didn't make the playoffs. It was like, well, the, pa- the Packers are trying to get the one seed, too, so yeah. they're pushing. Uh, Galladay is still out for the Lions. Swift questionable, though I did hear this morning they were saying it looks like he's going to play. Stafford questionable as well. Um, with Galladay out, do you guys think he even comes back and plays again in 2020? I feel like at this point you might yeah. as well just sit out. Yeah, I I don't think Galladay's coming back. Mixon isn't coming back. McCaffrey's not coming back. Yeah, nothing to play for. Yeah. Uh, with the thought that Swift might be back this week, do you guys have any concerns about playing him? There was talk that they may ease him back in. You know, Bevel likes to run the ball, um, but I, I feel like at this point – they know they they know that they have a support system with Peterson and Johnson, but Swift is you know Peterson and Johnson are not Swift, and so you know Swift is Swift's Thrive Fantasy prop is fifty one and a half rush yards, and I would be tempted. I I think I would take the over on that. I, I think he's going to get enough touches and he's dynamic enough that. Uh, he'll be able to hit that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still, as we talked about last week, I'm still a little bit concerned about Adrian Peterson saying since he had that concussion, he just hasn't, he's looked slow. He hasn't looked right. He's been on the injury report now with illness. Um, you know, they scratched him last week. 
he's questionable, but they say he probably wouldn't carry a full load, workload this week. I I need to see him back and see what he's got because we haven't really – he had that great breakout game and then came up with a concussion. We haven't really seen him since. I think he's a young player that has a lot of talent who's part of the long-term plans, and they probably aren't looking to kill him this year. Sorry, I'm going crazy with this Amico Buka news over here. I'm sending out all kinds of messages. I apologize. My head is somewhere else. I agree with you guys, though, and, uh, you know, whatever, because, oh, yeah, all the leagues that I have Swift in, too, I didn't make the playoffs, so it really doesn't matter. I am I taking like the Packers. Harris, uh, if you had a player you liked, you didn't make the playoffs. That is true, and that's why you should definitely fire them up this week because now they're just going to start putting up Buku points because they want to help all the people who are still in the playoffs win. I'm taking the Packers. What about you guys? Yeah, Packers, Packers for me. Clean sweep. The 10-2 New Orleans Saints at the 3-8-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Taysom Hill keeps going. Any concerns about Thomas or Kamara being in your playoff lineup this week? I, I'm going to pretend I'm not concerned about Thomas. Um, I think he's been the better of the two. It, well, he Thomas, has. Thomas playing well with Hill because Hill only has eyes for Thomas. Well, and Thomas only runs patterns 10 yards off the line, so Hill can actually get the ball to him. So <laughs> it, it, seems like a, it seems like a match yeah, made he's in not heaven. Wrong. Spot the line, Matt. Spot the line. I mean, I like Jason Mills well, but I haven't seen him throw it any I mean, really I deep gotta, pass here. I got to tell you, when when I did the Saints actually posted that Taysom Hill deep pass to uh, oh, who's the other receiver there? I totally forgot. Emmanuel Sanders, and Sanders had to literally stop. 50, 60 yards down the field, he had to stop and turn and run back towards the line of scrimmage to catch that ball. I was like, oh, man. That's how they drew it up. He was well covered. <laughs> we are like, the defender will run by you. Just stop. The ball will get there eventually. Well, I will say that was likely a world record shot put. Yeah. That's... Look, it's just, I know you man, don't, I know you don't I, like it. I don't. I don't care. I, I, Taysom Hill, rider. Yeah, you, you know, I could have bet on worse horses. You you and could that, have bet on worse horses. And, and that makes me bitter as well. That makes Taysom me bitter Hill as well. Right now, I'll tell you that. Hey, I mean, look, if I would have actually taken Taysom Hill and played him over Justin Herbert right now, I'd be a much happier person because I'd be in the playoffs. So hey, I can't really see anything bad about him. Taysom Hill may only throw the 10 yard passes, but at least he completes them, which is more than I can say for half our team's quarterbacks. Yeah, that's uh, right. very true. Uh, but right. I, uh, I do think last week was encouraging for Kamara, but still, he has not been quite the same as uh, when Breeze was running that offense. Hopefully, Dennis is right. They looked like they were making a concerted effort to get him involved. I would still say last week, it was he got 85 rushing yards and a touchdown. He still hasn't been super involved in the passing game, and that to me is where a ton of his value has come in the past. So you're still playing him, um, but I'm not as convinced he's a top 10 finish as I was four or five weeks ago. Yeah, Thrive Fantasy didn't even prop uh, Kamara. I'll give him prop. He's a good guy. <laughs> For Philly's side, we see Jalen Hurts' technical first start here, but it is a poor matchup against the Saints. Uh, you feel comfortable at all playing him, playing any Eagle outside of maybe even Miles Sanders? 
Sanders. I gotta tell you, I would start Taysom Hill over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's not Sanders. I I might start you over Jalen Hurts. All right. I don't. It's terrible. to giving the ball to Miles Sanders, they can't block, and the Saints' defense has been on a different level uh, the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah, I mean All it's right. going to be snap the ball and Hurts take off running. Hurts is a good name for what's going to happen to the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to laugh when the Eagles pull the upset here. I'm taking the Eagles. How about you guys? <laughs> no. Are you actually taking the? Eagles? No, I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for giving us a game back. <laughs> that was my thought too. I was like, ooh. <laughs> the uh, five and seven Washington football team at the five and seven forty ers Gibson is out. Uh, with him out, who do you think steps up for Washington? Man, I think it's uh, a committee with McKissick getting a bunch of targets and a little bit of the run game, and Barber getting. Uh, most of the carries. If I'm starting one of them, I'm starting McKissick because Barber is a terribly inefficient runner. You know, if you need three yards, he'll get you four. Or if you need two yards, he'll get you three. And if you need four yards, he'll get you three. So it's a, you know, Barber might get a touchdown. He's definitely the Hail Mary of them. But uh, um, with Smith's, proclivity for checking the ball down it could be a big jd mckissick game yeah i think mckissick will be a good play i don't know if any of us would be super surprised if peyton barber ended up with uh, 15 carries for 23 yards and two touchdowns because that seems to be the kind of game that you get with him i'm not rolling with that i'm hoping to see mclaren get back uh on track you know a little bit of a tough game monday night against the steelers um i think they need him logan thomas has looked real good at tight end um, so they had, Washington actually has developed some surprisingly uh, appealing options as we come down the stretch here, even with Gibson on the bench. So Terry McLaurin's Thrive Fantasy prop bet is 70.5 yards. Taking the over. I don't think he has two bad games. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm with you. Logan on Thomas, a- 32 and a half. What do you think there? Also taking the over. Yeah, Thomas linebacker is good. good. I think so, though. He, he's he's been pretty good since Alex Smith took over. He was kind of right. yeah. he was not doing much until Alex Smith took over. See, I'm with you. <sighs> On a San Francisco side, so Debo Samuel is questionable. What 49ers would you want to start for your fantasy playoffs? As I mentioned already, it was Ayuk for me. I mean, he's I think he's the one there. I know a lot of people love Debo, but with the way they use him. I'm I'm all in on Ayuk this week, but he's really it for me. I don't trust any of those running backs in that committee. And I mean, it, if I guess if I hear Debo is for sure good and going to play, I probably fire up Debo as well because he's been pretty good since he came back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the combination of Ayuk and Debo is pretty interchangeable, and so getting them both out there, uh, you know, they're. I think Ayuk may be a little bit better on the 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 deep ball, but the two of them are dynamic to say the least um i the hard part comes down to what are they going to do with the running back uh do you trust them to give the ball to mostert the majority of the time Uh, if the answer is yes then i think mostert can produce um that as good as washington's line is 
I mean, that scheme that San Francisco runs just produces uh, it produces for running backs, and Mostert is the most explosive back in San Francisco. Yeah, I think for me, for San Francisco's had too much of a split with Mostert, Wilson, and Coleman uh, of late for me to feel great in the playoffs about having to rely on Mostert. I mean, if you don't have other options, you may have to roll them in there, especially with where people draft him. I know I draft him a few leagues to be my running back too, and I don't have a ton of you know other options. But I like Ayuk. Uh, Samuel could be okay. Um, I think Jordan Reed's actually not terrible, depending on what your tight end situation is. Yeah, I actually have uh, in the NFFL, Matt, I am starting Jordan Reed uh, as a second flex position. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget who my other options are off the top of my head. Um, But Reed Reed just feels like, I mean, I have Jimmy Graham, but Graham has been replaced by Cole Komet. Yeah, uh, I'd take Reed over for sure. Yeah, let's see. Who else? Uh, uh, that I, I may swap David Moore out for. I got Moore, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna go put Miles Gaskin in the lineup since, uh, but, but yeah, Reed. I mean, I started Reed last week and he produced, so I, I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not getting 20, 30 points, but you could get 10 or 12 points. I think 12.5 is what he put up PPR on Monday night, or yeah, Monday night. All right. Who are you guys picking to win this one? The 49ers or the Washington football team? Washington football team. Washington football team. That is who I picked as well. The Monday night football or wait. Yeah, Sunday night football Sunday, game. I'm sorry. Sunday night, Sunday night football game. Uh the eleven and one Pittsburgh Steelers at the nine and three Buffalo Bills. Connor is back this week. I do think they need him more than ever. They gotta get away from throwing the ball fifty one times a game. Uh do you have any concerns about Claypool and what do you expect against a good defense for Connor and these wide receivers? I do have concerns about Claypool. That's why I traded him away. No, I just had too many Steelers on my team. Uh uh, he was like- sick this week. That's why I put that on there. It looks like he's doing better and got more into practice. But he was out of practice a little bit this week with an illness, undisclosed illness. I mean, it. The troubling thing overall is that the Pittsburgh wide receivers, uh, as a group, have developed a case of the dropsies. I don't know if uh, you know James Washington had it and it's contagious. Uh, I know that he historically has had some drop issues and and now the rest of the receiver core does. Um, but it's a, a situation that bears watching, especially, you know, Johnson had looked so good for probably the last year, year and a half, year and three quarters. And next thing you know, Johnson's he's, it feels like he's dropping every other pass that hits him in the hands. Uh, that's a concern. I, I'm good to see Connor back. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to bang on Connor. Oh, he can do this. He can't do that. Uh, but you know what he can do? He can carry that ball 25 times and catch a couple passes for you. Well, and I think against a Buffalo defense that has a, a decent secondary, they need to run and to be more balanced. As you move closer to the playoffs, you need to have a little bit more balance too. Um, you know, I think that's right. Ben Ben's not getting any younger. Having him throw it 51 times and having them come at him 51 times probably not great. He, we already know in the middle of the season he hurt both of his knees in one game. 
So, you know, you need to have some balance. You need to get going. Obviously, Snell and McFarland were not doing it. Connor has looked better. Hopefully, they can get that going a little bit. Well, I mean, if we're being fair, though, Ben has a bionic elbow, so. <laughs> uh, all right, here. For Buffalo's side, you've got. No injuries. Sorry. Trying not to sneeze. I apologize. All right, yeah, so no injuries. What do we expect from the Bills, and who are you playing? Obviously, we saw Devin Singletary had a pretty good game last week. Zach Moss, uh, fumble, wasn't overly impressive. you got Gabe Davis is coming on. Beasley had the massive game on Monday night. Stephon Diggs, you know, for the most part, has been phenomenal all season long. Shit, even Dawson Knox I mean, scored on Monday night. He scored two weeks in a row. Beasley has been having a, a great year. He's, pro- he's probably the unsung hero uh, of yeah. – a lot of playoff teams. Um, Thank you, Bob just, Lund. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Beasley's Thrive Fantasy Prop is 62 and a half yards this week. How do you feel about that? Over. I'll take the slide over. Man, it's it's close because that Steeler defense is, is good, but uh, I think losing – see, Vince Williams is out. And didn't they lose I another think- linebacker as well? Yeah, they did. Uh, I thought it's yeah. a slightly lower scoring game than than what we're thinking. You know, this might not be in the 30s. It might be down in the 20s, high teens. Might be some more similar to what we saw with Washington. So, sorry, I wasn't sure if that was if that was it. All right, I'm taking the uh, the Bills to win this game. What about you guys? I am also taking the Bills. I am taking the Steelers. I think they bounce back after. Taking that first loss. I hope not, but you might be right. Last game of the week. Monday Night Football. Baltimore Ravens, seven and five at the nine and three Cleveland Browns. Sneed and Des Bryant are both on COVID IR. Andrews is expected back. What are you expecting from this offense against Cleveland? Obviously, the uh, Browns ranked seventh right now against the run, which is what the Baltimore Ravens like to do, but they are susceptible to the pass, believe 17th against the pass. So who are you playing for the Baltimore Ravens? So we've got the Browns' strength against the Ravens' weakness. No, uh, vice versa. The Browns' strength well, versus the Ravens' people. strength. The weakness against the weakness. Oh. The Browns are good against the run, as the Ravens want to do, but the Ravens, who are bad against the pass, is where, where the Browns struggle. They're they're obviously not oh, very okay. good against the pass. So strength against strength, weakness against weakness. No, no, you're good. Uh, well, I should listen, I guess. Yeah, um, I, most of the time, I, I, with what I've got going on right now on Twitter, I'm half zoned out on some of the things you guys are saying as well. So I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I thought I, I felt like Des was in line to have a good game last week, and so I was pretty disappointed. I ended up having to drop Des, uh, who I picked up in desperation, and picked I dropped Des and picked up uh, Noah Brown of the Cowboys, who did give me a few points, but. I feel like Dez was was primed for a big game last week. Um, I, I I think for the you, you know Mark Andrews is going to do Mark Andrews things. He'll he'll break at least one. He'll have one nice long catch where he you know puts up 35, 40 yards. Uh, he'll get some red zone targets. You know Lamar has to settle down in the pocket, but I I I feel like the Ravens what they've done is they have. They started this year going, we're going to run Lamar less. We're going to cut way back on that. We're going to try to, you know, focus on passing. Uh, 
Well, they've looked at it and said, you know, maybe we should just go back to doing what was helping us win last year. And and it feels like the last couple of games they're doing that more. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you start Lamar. Uh, the the running back is a crapshoot in Baltimore. Um, I'm staying away from Hollywood. For me, it's pretty much just Lamar and Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean, I don't have confidence that one of the running backs is going to be great. If I had to play one of them, it, to me it would be Dobbins because I think he has a better shot at a touchdown. He's looked a little uh, more dynamic. But I don't think they're going to be able to run for as many yards as they did against the Cowboys, obviously. In their passing game, they you know where they've had success, it's been these kind of random big plays, which that might scare you a little bit if you thought your secondary was a weakness. I'm with you. I'm excited to see Andrews back. Hopefully get that connection going. Brown, if you're playing him, you're just doing it because you're hoping he gets one of those big plays that he has got the last two games. But but the you know, six or seven games prior to that, he was getting nothing. So to me, he's the ultimate kind of boom bust option if you're going to throw him out there. Yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable throwing him out there. But then again, he he does have the talent to get by the secondary. You know, I mentioned, um, I think, on the show the other day that there's a chance that Denzel Ward doesn't play, who is like the one guy I think could help keep Hollywood Brown in check, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. So a little bit worried about that outside of him. I, I don't even know if I want to play Andrews. It's going to be – I think this is going to be a close game, and I don't think it's going to be necessarily highly scoring either. Uh, so what do you guys think here? At wide receiver, I'm starting DK Cooper and Gage. How do you guys feel about Gage? I feel like if you have a better option, I would like to put him in there. Yeah. You know, is is it PPR? Is it standard? Um, from- do you literally have no one else? Braxton yeah, Berrios might be available. He could be. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, if you're still uh, if you're still watching, Justin, give us a list of either who's on your waiver or who you have on your bench, and we'll tell you if we'd start them over Gage, but quickly because we're about to be done here. I apologize, I did not see your uh, your comment there. I've been it's an exciting night for the Buckeyes, and I've been a little bit preoccupied. So, Cleveland side here, uh, Daryl Hodges questionable, Austin Hooper questionable, did not practice Friday. The Browns passing game has been solid the past couple weeks. Uh, will it continue this week? And if so, who do you trust playing in that passing game? Well, I get a little nervous playing against that Baltimore secondary. Uh, you know, they're one of the top secondaries in the league. And, you know, it, we've, we've got Peoples-Jones, who's a rookie. Um, Richard Higgins, who it feels like when he gets a chance, he makes plays. But then when he plays a lot, he disappears. So that, that kind of gets me going sideways a little bit. You know, Kaderil Hodge. You said what? He's he's questionable. Yeah. So it it's it, it could be a situation where it you know uh, Harrison Bryant might be the play, um, especially if Hooper is questionable uh, or David Njoku. Uh, Landry is going to get his targets. Uh, the thing with Landry is, uh, I don't know how much downfield work he's going to get. Uh, he's going to probably have one of those eight catches for you know 79 yards and maybe a touchdown kind of game, which is good. Uh, but when somebody gets eight catches and a touchdown, I feel like you, you want like 25 points instead of 16. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Landry's probably the only piece of the passing offense I feel comfortable uh, starting. He's he's rotated back up, and um, you know somebody else could have a good game. We saw Peoples Jones, we saw Higgins have decent games last week, but I don't know if I want to trust them in the playoffs again. What's probably going to be a better matchup than what they faced last week? I mean, you know what? Now that you say that, Justin, I would start Higgins over Gage. I would. I mean, Higgins and Baker have that connection. I think all that focus is going to go on to Landry. So I, I would not be surprised, especially if Hooper's out as well. I think I'd fire up Rashard Higgins there. Uh, before we do these last answer these last couple questions, I'm taking the Browns to win. Who are you guys picking? I'm taking the Browns as well. So am I. All right, bench one, PPR, Gaskin, Kamara, Swift, Jefferson, Thielen, D-Hop. Jeez, Louise, dude, you are loaded. Swift. Bench, Swift. Yeah, just because of the injury questions. Yeah, Swift for me as well. And then Brady or Justin A. Bear. Herbert. Oh, man. Wait, you're picking Herbert? Yeah. I can't ever pick Herbert again after he cost me a playoff spot. Give me Brady. Who the cha- who the Chargers playing again? I'm just kidding. Uh, the Chargers the Chargers. playing the Falcons. They're playing the Falcons. Give me Brady. Um, Give me Herbert. Brady's got to miss the Vikings though. I mean, yeah, that's probably yeah. a better matchup. But I'm going Herbert. I think he bounces back this week. I'm going Herbert. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, boy, it's it's a coin flip really for me. You built a good team there, Bobby. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that'll do it for us today. Good luck to everybody who had made their playoffs and uh, have games this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. So. And I uh, hope you guys are able to pull it off. We will recap all of the matchups on me and Matt. will be back on Monday to recap all of the matchups. Again, good luck to everybody this weekend, and enjoy the football games. Thrive.